Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. there, lovely listeners. This is the Coffee and Comics Podcast, and I am your ever-present host, the caffeinated Clinton Robison. If you are new here, or just plain forgot what this show is about, the entire premise of the Coffee and Comics Podcast is to look at a comic or other related topic roughly in the span of time it takes to have a nice little coffee break. So, here we go. Soaring off on another adventure. Or, you know, something like that. Guess it depends on how strong your coffee is right now. On today's episode, we will be looking at Hawkman, Volume 3, Number 20 from DC Comics. I've always been interested in Hawkman, and particularly this post-Zero Hour era, but to be honest, I've probably read a grand total of three or four appearances of this version of Hawkman before. So this should be a pretty unbiased review, actually. Our story is titled Clash of Wings, was written by William Mesner Lopes, pencils by Steve Lieber, inks by Kurt Schultz, colors by Bud Setzer, letters by Bob Pinaha, and editor was Jim Spivey. Hawkman awakens from a nightmare about killing animal god avatars, and not just killing but going on a flat-out murder The noise from the nightmare awakens Katar's mother, Naomi, who attempts to comfort him. The next day, Hawkman is flying about the Chicago skies, doing a little target practice with his Katar. The three-armed man, known as Lefty, stumbles off the roof in an effort to bring a fax to Hawkman. Yes, a fax. It's the 90s. Jeez. Just... Hawkman easily saves Lefty, and the message turns out to be from former Wonder Woman, Diana. Yes, former Wonder Woman, this is post-zero. Okay, come on, people. I don't have time for a DC history lesson. Something about meeting at the Chicago Museum, but the message has been delivered about six hours too late. Before Hawkman can fly off, another winged man appears. Black Condor has come seeking help. Elsewhere, we see museum security, scientists, and other investigation personnel examining a meteor that causes those who touch it to turn to dust, but without any signs of pain. They hope to use it as a new energy source, because why wouldn't they? And they outline all the security measures that have been taken to protect it. Back with Hawkman, Black Condor explains that he is still somewhat new to his powers, and would like Hawkman to train him in how to be a better hero. After all, it was the 1940s incarnation of Hawkman that inspired Black Condor's grandfather to begin the experiments that gave him these powers. Hawkman, however, explains that 
He isn't really that type of person anymore. Now, instead of a hero, he feels he's more of a warrior. The two winged warriors fly to the museum, where the meteor causes one of the scientists to transform into an avatar of the Lion God. After a fierce battle, Black Condor comes to the conclusion that maybe Hawkman is right. Maybe they should just kill the Lion Avatar and walk away. But instead, Hawkman convinces her to release her powers and save herself. The Lion energies fly into Edward Dawson, who is nearby. But despite his desire for power, the Lion finds him unworthy. We see Hawkman and Black Condor tend to him, and he is alive, though tears stream down his face. Alright, so let's take a quick promo break, and I'll be back with some thoughts on this issue. Hey, Jared, I have a question. What's up? Well, I've been a part of the Longbox Crusade for about a year and a half now. Yeah? Well, that's not a question, man. I know, I'm getting to it. That was called Build Up. Like I was saying, I've been with the Longbox Crusade, and I have gone out and represented the show faithfully. That's still not a question. I'm still building up. I was wondering, could I be a part of the official promo? There's this great promo for the podcast that airs across podcast land, and it has Pat Sampson, the founder of the show, you, the arts artists and your brother Jason, aka Weasel Skull, but it doesn't have me, Delvin Williams, the Dark Web. Could you ask the guys if they would let me be a part of the promotion since you were the one who invited me onto the show? Well, not to be a Mr. Quick to correct, but that was at least two questions. Still, I guess I'll ask. Let me go talk to the guys and you stay here. Okay, great. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Jared? What's up, Jared? I have a question. Delvin's been with us for like a year and a half. That's not a question. Uh, yeah, I know. It's called Build Up. Hey, can we finally include him on the promo? It's the least we can do. He doesn't know that we're getting paid yet. And he never will. I mean, do we need him? After all, we already have the Longbox Crusade. And I provide awesome synopsis and insight on Crusader Chronicles. And I host Saturday Matinee Theater and also provide these nuts jokes. Hey, I do that. Me too. So we're fine as it is. What does Delvin do? We should just let him go. Wait, he hosts Transformers Chronicles. You should know that, Pat. You're on that show. So what do you say? Can we keep him? <sighs> Fine. Let's do it. Let's do it live. We could have done this with him in the room. It would have made more sense. Why is he outside? I think we were doing a bit. Okay, let's do this. The Longbox Crusade Podcast Network is the place to be if you like deep dives in the comics of yesteryear with the Longbox Crusade. Chronological reading journals with Crusader Chronicles. Indexing forgotten TV shows, films, and serials with Saturday Matinee Theater. Pitting two randomly selected action films against one another. An action film face-off cataloging the Marvel run of the Transformers comic with Transformers Chronicles and whatever else the demented minds of Pat, Jared, Jason, and Delvin can come up with. If that sounds like it might be for you, be sure to subscribe to The Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much all reputable podcast feeds. Or check us out directly at www.longboxcrusade.com where we continue our quest to... Welcome back. So, like I said, I've always been interested in this era of Hawkman, but I really haven't read much of it. You know, I picked up, like, the Zero issue right after Zero Hour, and a few issues of his appearances in Justice League America, but I really didn't know exactly what was going on here. For those who don't know, during Zero Hour, all past incarnations, alternate realities, everything of Hawkman coalesced into this one hawk avatar, essentially. I'm still not entirely sure exactly what was going on with that idea, but, I mean, you know, if, if they're going to try and fix it, honestly, I think the modern take on Hawkman's probably the best, but 
Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll just go with this. So, for a story point, this probably isn't the best jumping on issue. There have been a few issues before this, you know, between Zero Hour and here, but I gotta be honest, this... I mean, I could pick up what was going on. I'm sure most any reader kind of could, but it's not the best jumping on issue. Quite honestly, I picked this issue because it has Black Condor in it. Yes, I am an unapologetic 90s Black Condor fan. You can deal with it. Speaking of Black Condor, I'm not entirely sure why he's seeking out Hawkman's advice at this point. Black Condor had already been in the Justice League for a few issues. He'd already had his whole 12-issue series. He's pretty much been around. Basically, he's just a few issues away from signing up with Primal Force. Yeah, take that as you will. But still, I mean, he's not exactly the rookie hero. I think it was really just a good excuse to have another winged hero in there. But whatever. Mesner Lobes knows his own business. He does good writing. And... For the most part, this really is a good, well-written issue. It's not anything to scoff at, and I found the story rather enjoyable for the most part. The art is pretty dang good. I mean, you know, we got 90s-ness kind of flowing through it all which way, but, I mean, it's really enjoyable art. Everything seems to flow smoothly. Nobody's grossly out of proportion. The colors are, the colors aren't garish. The colors aren't explosive. They're that nice mix in between. They're not too muted. They're not too lively. In other words, the art fits, folks. The art and the story, they meld together. This is a wonderful issue if you know what's going on. If this is your first, second, whatever, foray into this era of Hawkman, and you aren't overly familiar, uh, you might tread a little lightly, but, you know, it's still an enjoyable read. If you find it in a cheaper bin, I'd say it's worth picking up. It's already up there on the DC Universe app, so if you've got that, then there's no excuse for not reading. So, let's take another quick promo break, and I'll be back with some listener feedback. Hello, Paul. Hello. I am Dr. Herfenstaffner. Come in, come in, please. Take a seat. Take a seat. What can I do for you today? I uh, just, I just, I'm, I can't sleep. I, I, I can't focus on anything. The only thing I can think about is like DC events. DC events? As in the comic books? DC events? Yes, yes. The comic book events. Ooh, interesting. Uh, are we we talking things like Crisis on Infinite Earths? Yeah, yeah, totally. That one, yeah. Uh, Infinite Crisis? Yeah, yeah, that one too. Oh, very, very. Invasion, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, uh, the Genesis? Uh, not so much. No? Oh. Okay, well, I think it's really good if you talk about things that are troubling you in your life so maybe you should do a podcast about this obsession what 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 do you call this obsession what do you think it is i think you're a unique case i've not seen anything like this before in my office i'm going to suggest that you have what we call dc ocd what D 
DCOCD. You are obsessive and compulsive about your DC events. I think you should talk it out, get it out of your system via our podcast. I will help you, my friend. We shall do a podcast together about your DCOCD. Oh, okay. When I won't even start? charge you for it. <laughs> awesome. I don't think I can claim you on benefits. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. <laughs> when shall we start? Um, I'll get back to you on that. I'll check my I'll check my timetable. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks for sticking with me. Last episode, which for those who don't remember, was the interview with Sam Johnson, creator of Geek Girl. That episode got Twitter likes and retweets from. Ross Michaud, The Hammer Strikes, Billy Delicious, Professor Frenzy, D. Smith HLT, Chris at BTO and Bat Books, Secret Wars and Beyond, Green Lantern HG, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, Ranger Gord, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, The Longbox Crusade, Dylan Washington at Nothing Shaw, Toilet Talk Comics, Superman 81, Yug Nip, Outside Longbox, Brad Baker, Super Awesome Geek Show, Donalyn Washington, The Punisher, and David D. Griffin. Over on Facebook, we got likes and shares from Mike Garvey, Jerry Green, Jonathan Schaefer Hames, Mike Peacock, Ranger Gord, Max Traver. Jason Albrick, and Ruth and Darren Sutherland. We did get a little bit of feedback on this last episode, too. Over on Twitter, Green Lantern HG, great supporter of the show, by the way, he wrote in to say, That was a great episode, but I have to agree with Sam. Don't think Geek Girl is comparable to any character out there. Well, you're pretty much right, HG, because I kept trying to think of somebody... You know, Supergirl, Domino, anybody that Geek Girl really reminded me of. And, no, you and Sam are right. Geek Girl's pretty unique. So, if you haven't checked her out yet, definitely should. I also got a comment on the website, which, for those of you who aren't familiar, is coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com. This unknown user left a comment saying, Ah, Sam, I feel I know you so much better now. Malibu, comic contest submissions, but Diet Cola with your vodka? Really? We don't judge on beverage of choice here, unknown, so, you know, to each their own. So, I guess that is going to wrap it up for this episode. It was quick and sweet, but it's a great time to listen, and always great to be back here doing some podcasting. So... Come back next time to the place where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at Coffee Comics BLG.